This was brought to you by The Storyteller on YouTube and Facebook. Eleven. Grandma stood stock still. The sound of the vehicles disappeared towards the north, and the women set to work with a will, packing up belongings and putting them into wagons or making bundles to take immediately. I heard snatches of excited conversation amongst the women, wondering what this place would be like. The Germans, through their interpreter, told the women to pile their belongings which were due to go immediately into one place, and then had the women throw their bundles into the back of one of the lorries. The Germans would not let them put the cooking pots and kettles into their lorry, explaining that when one of the other lorries came back they would go into that. Neither I nor the women understood why that had to be the case, what difference it could make. Still Granny did not move a muscle. Gently, courteously, they helped the women up into the lorries along with the children. They smiled and held the children almost lovingly, passing them up to their mothers with such care. Oh, wait a minute, said the officer through the interpreter. We must have a photograph of you, Corporal. Sir, you lead the convoy with the ladies and take them to their new home. The sergeant and I and three or four others will follow shortly in the last lorry, after we have taken a photo. I noticed Granny was fiddling for something in the storage petticoat under her capacious dress. A knife, I wondered. Whatever it was, she held it aloft and called to the leading soldier. You, she said. You will be as this is. I saw she was holding the dried root of gentian, a bitter herb used as a fungal treatment, above her head. She held it high in the air and crumbled it between her fingers, letting the bits fall to the ground. The dust of the earth to be trampled on and despised with bitterness for the fungi you are. A flash of anger crossed the officer's face, but he said nothing and called to a group of young women who had been standing back ready to climb on the lorries after the more senior women had got on. Ladies, let us have a photo, you beautiful ladies and a few German soldiers to show people how good we are to you gypsies. We noticed a nice grassy bit just back there with the sun shining through a clearing. Perfect for a photo. This way. The other lorries started their engines to set off after the menfolk. One remained behind, and the officer beckoned the young women to follow him. From my hiding place, I watched as the women, including Petal, walked off with Lazzie as the representative of the men who had remained behind all this I saw from my hiding place and suspected nothing. Grandma still stood stock still, as if she was frozen, even her expression never changing so far as I could tell. Two soldiers got onto the motorcycle combination and led them all down a woodland track. When the soul deers had disappeared with the young women, I thought it must be okay to come out, and I started to emerge from my hiding place. Kekka, Kekka! Granny shouted. Hearing her order not to come out, I went back into the undergrowth. The wolves are upon us, she called. Witness, witness. The great devouring has begun. I pondered what she meant. The Romani word she used translated as a devouring, but it could also mean a destruction or burial. It was a word which had an insulting meaning, too, like savage rape 
and not a word to be used lightly. Grander, I whispered. What do you mean? The interpreter said, help the old lady up into the transport. He indicated Granny, and two soldiers shelled, dirred their rifles, and took her, gently, by the arms, and led her to the back of the last lorry. She was protesting, but not struggling. One picked her up and slid her over the lorry tailboard where I saw others of our family help her in. See you later, Granny, I thought. The lorries set off. I could hear the soldiers laughing from the direction they had taken. I thought, they are having a good time with their picture. The laughter was suddenly overtaken by screaming, and wailing, and crying, and it was obvious that a terrible calamity had fallen on them. I thought of Granny's use of the words, wolves, and devouring. Were the soldiers eating the women? That was a ridiculous idea. They were so polite, so gentle, and I was convinced they could not be cannibals. The soldiers were shouting now, overshadowing their raucous laughter. The laughter faded and the moans of the women got louder, and more distressed as their screams abated to short agonized bursts of weeping. I skirted through the thick undergrowth about 10 meters from the forest track and something warned me not to go along the woodland track itself so I could not run, but I staggered and pushed through the brambles and thorn bushes hardly noticing the tears at my flesh, to get to them as quickly as I could. I felt for my knife and realized I had left it at Uncle Vanter's. A new sound, the stuttering, sibilating rasp of gunfire followed by about three individually spaced shots. I knew what had happened. I did not believe it possible nor understood why, but I knew. I broke out of the fox trail, and onto the woodland track to get there the faster, and had to leap from it, and hide quickly as the sound of the returning motorbike came towards me. I peered from a patch of bracken, wisps of smoke drifted from the end of the barrel of the machine gun mounted in front of the soldier in the bike sidecar. They looked happy. Oh, I longed for a weapon myself, but knew I was powerless. Oh God, oh God, oh God. This was brought to you by The Storyteller on YouTube and Facebook. Listen to our podcast on any of these platforms. Anchor. Breaker. Overcast. Pocket Casts. Radio Public. Spotify. Support us on Patreon. And check us out on Discord. All the links can be found in the video description below. We thank you for your participation. If you enjoyed please like, subscribe, share, make comments. We love feedback.